right, dude. How y'all doing tonight, Levi and Kevin? Pretty good, man. What up? Drinking whiskey. What's in that yeah. drink? Whiskey, what else? Whiskey and um, lemon. 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 And you got to sweeten it with a little bit of... Um, honey? No, not honey. Um, maple syrup. Oh, yeah. Whiskey sour. That's, whiskey sour. That's my... That's nice. My drink of destruction. Oh, my yeah. drink of choice. Destruction yeah. and choice. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference? Pick your, pick your poison. <laughs> That's great. For real. Yeah. Uh, y'all saw that hurricane that hit over in Louisiana? Oh, man. Hurricane Ida? Do you, I guess you it was that? like the strongest winds since like the 1850s or something like that. I heard 100, 150 mile an hour wind. Yeah, I think it's definitely the strongest it's ever. 125, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was strong. Strong winds. Category yeah. 4 hurricane. That's big. And you see the like devastation. You can see like video stuff. It's bad. But I read this story, and I wanted to tell y'all about it because it's like the crazy. It's really, we all die one day. You know, I'm definitely not uh, uh, flaunting on anyone's death or anything like that. But this story just like, I was just like mesmerized by it. It's a 73 year old guy in in North New Orleans, somewhere north of Lake Pontchartrain, and. Uh, the hurricane happens and their their house fills with water. This is what I've heard, uh, like from the news and the police chief and what I've gathered. Right. And uh, and he he's 73. His wife's probably about the same age. And uh, they the storm's over. He goes down to check his garage, and when he gets into the downstairs, there's like four feet of water, three to four feet of water. Goes to his garage and gets attacked by an alligator, dude. Okay. His you wife serious? hears it. Yes. His wife hears this. Okay. And goes down and tries to help him. And from her account, she's able to help him and get him away somehow, right? And sits him up on the stairs and goes to get things to help him, I guess, stop the bleeding and to help. When she comes back, he's gone. And they still hadn't found the body the last time I had, like, heard, you know? Isn't that crazy? So when you hear about yeah, these hurricanes, nuts, man. like, you just don't... There was a dolphin in the middle of the one of the towns, you know, that has water. The dolphin, you see yeah. the back coming out of the water. It's like it's just crazy what it does yeah. to, you know. I mean, like, they're underwater. Some of these towns are, like, underwater. Right. Like, we see these hurricanes on, like, the news and stuff. They're big spinning things, and you're like, Huge oh, wow. Storm, but storm. Yeah, like, no, it's like on. a massive, massive. It's terrifying. It is. It's terrifying. Yeah. Really. It's a force of nature right Damn, there, dude. Man. Yep. And then just what all that, it, all that comes with it. Like, when I read that story, I was like, no way, dude. Right. Like in his house? Yeah, he survived the biggest storm of the century for him and then got eaten by an alligator, alligator in his basement. Yep. Dude, that's crazy, man. That's a crazy story. That's right? crazy. But we live in a great we I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not trying to make that I'm not trying to make light of this story, yeah, but right. we live in a great place. Natural disaster wise. Yeah. 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 Natural disaster wise, like tornadoes don't really hit no the tornadoes. hill country. You don't have to worry you know, about fucking... Um, the, the biggest kind of natural disaster we could have around here is a flood, really. Or a landslide. Or a yeah. fire. Wildfire yeah. will come here one day. Right. Yeah, sure. It'll, oh, be, yeah. it'll be terrible. Sure, sure it definitely will. Uh, but uh, the uh, also, like if you live close to these hills, for people who live close to these hills, there's landslides. But f you said a flood. A flood would, would promote that. Right. But like land moving, rocks falling. Big. Right. When I say rocks, like... You know, the size of houses yeah. falling off the hills. Right. You see White Bluff. Man. Oh, yeah. That I was, is a I was perfect little, example. I was just about to bring up White Bluff, man. You Cliff, can still when, see part of the cliff face so when that you, caved in about 15 years ago. When you drive to the hill country and you're driving and you see a cliff and it happens to have like a really like, it looks like it's like a wider 
fades so like the limestone is like still in its like very light pale like powdery color right that means that that's a new that hadn't yeah you know aged and exactly had aged in time which is an obvious thing but you can see that out here you can see that that would be a problem if you live close to one of those hills driving by it it's beautiful but whenever you're walking at the base around these big boulders and looking up that's terrifying santa elena canyon and um big ben whenever you walk back into the canyon and you're walking around these huge boulders it's like captivating because you're like oh wow this is awesome holy crap this is there is dangerous. like yep. is there like a program here that's going to help these rocks from not falling on me yeah. it's like no there's yeah. not that's like you and that's you in the heavens right there yeah man. for you all know, you know there might be three people yeah. that were walking right where you were yeah. that are under that rock we saw that 172 <laughs> hours what is that that movie yeah, that we talk uh, about 100, that 127 hours or yeah, something like whatever that it is. yeah James Franco got yeah. stuck in a rock yeah, in a hard yeah. place I was like come on James you know <laughs> What was the guy's real name? I don't know, but he cut his arm yeah. off. I know yeah, it was dude. based on a totally true story. Yeah. I know that guy's fucking tough. Man, dude. my God. Cut your own arm off with some rusty me? freaking... It wasn't even a real like knife. It was like one of those uh, one of those little multi-tool pocket yeah, knives. That's like, unbelievable. Dude, I would have died before I had to drink my own piss, dude. Like He was, he braved me out yeah. well before yeah, cutting his true. arm off. That's true. Yeah. Oh, there's also... There was a story of this one runner in Utah... Same, same kind of, I guess, general area. I know Utah's a large state, but she was running, and uh, she was like a one of those long, like, ultra-marathon runners, the, the Mohab 240 or whatever, where they run a long way from yeah. here to freaking Port Aransas. You know what I'm saying? That's nuts. And, uh, and, she, and she runs in these things, and she was doing a training, and she was out running with her dog and had slipped and fallen off an embankment and, like, fractured her pelvis... And all these, and she didn't even know what was going on then. But I mean, had internal bleeding, ended up so she laid there. She couldn't. Well, she just knew she couldn't walk. She couldn't move, you know. And she literally was trying to crawl back, dude, to her to her truck or to try to get help back through this creek where she didn't even really know how far she had fallen, right. you know. And uh, she just had like desperate attempt after desperate attempt. Probably had not moving that far, but it ended up that her dog. Uh, just to, it's like a long make a long story short you know they realized that she was missing someone had called about her hadn't heard about her you know and then the the sheriff or whoever they called knew her that she was a, a marathon runner he was like dude we're dealing with someone who probably knows this damn area better than we do right. you know what i'm saying she could be anywhere but the dog she like kept telling the dog go go you know go get help go get help the dog didn't want to leave her but finally the dog left and then the dog had gone back to where their truck was and came in to the people that found her truck finally. You know, like the, the search crew found her truck. And then, and then the back. dog, and then they, they just, the dog was acting funny. They could tell he like was like, kind of like frantic. He knew where she was at. And then he just started, yeah, and then he just started like, he had them, uh, he kind of led one guy on a four-wheeler, like, n- noticed it. And was like, I'm just going to follow this dog for a little bit, just yeah. to see. And then he said he was like, he even thought about turning around a couple of times. And then finally, man, the dog led him right to that girl, and she's still alive today, man, to, like, tell her story, you know? Did it, like, paralyze her or something? Like, yeah, I know it, 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 like, it, it, I'm, I'm sure she can't run. You know what, dude? She jogs. I saw that Dang. at the end of it. She still, like, jogs now, like, because it probably happened a couple of years ago. But let me tell you something. Ultra marathon runners are a different level of mentality, you know? Like, that, that's no joke, running 250 miles. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's 
That's such next level shit. It's unbelievable. It's not even next you level. Put some just band aids on your nipples. <laughs> I mean, it right. makes me feel like a, a waste. <laughs> yeah, right. The most knowing I really... what we're capable of yeah. and hearing stories like that, like, come on, man. We, I mean, do, we, we run, can do better. We, than we, this. we run like what, like two miles, and we're like, oh yeah, uh, dude, we can't even run, run down to the church <laughs> without fucking like, oh wait, checkpoint, take a breath. Yeah. My son woke me up this morning. He's like, let's go on a jog, Dad. I'm like. Okay. Like you have <laughs> to say go. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, you have to right. say yes. He already had his shoes on. Everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I barely started the coffee. Uh, He's like, "Let's go on a jog, Dad." He said, "You take me on a jog this week." I was like, "All right." Dang. And I just made it down the hill. I can't imagine making a 200. What'd you say? How many miles? Nah, they do over 200, 240. Something could be more than that. You know. That's insane. I mean, I've ran, I've ran anywhere from seven to nine at my very max, and that's recently, you know, within the past year or two. And I've done it multiple times. But they, see, the thing is, is you have to know your limits, and you have to stop and re- refresh. You know, you have to stop and drink something, rehydrate. You know, eventually maybe snack on something, and then you have to push yourself. You know, like right. even running a marathon, twenty-seven miles or whatever. That's it's a long way, dude. You know, but you can get there. Humans can get there. You just have to. The mental. Continue to work out. It's the mental. It's the it's, mental, it's, man. It's overcoming it mentally. We yep, could all right. we could all achieve more than what we what we do right now. Oh, yeah. All of us, we're all capable of it, <laughs> right? Yeah, but we just don't. <laughs> That's just a whole nother level of athlete, man. For real though, those people are nuts. I mean, really, the long distance bike riders too. Uh, oh yeah. Lady out here that I used to know. An older lady, she loved the Tour de France. You know, it was like her favorite sport. She watched football and stuff. We used to sit there and watch when Tony Romo was quarterback, and uh, she was like in her upper seventies. And we'd be sitting there, and I'd just go over there on a Sunday and like watch the game with her and hang out with her because you know she was just by herself. I knew. Right. And I would take my son sometimes, and she'd be like, "I'll tell you what, that Stallback's not having a good game today." <laughs> just like that's, that's like, Romo, you know. Her mind <laughs> so I didn't ever want to correct her, you know. I just like let her say, you know. Her mind just went straight back into yeah, yeah. Roger Stallback forty days. years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What but the hell? Sometimes she would correct herself. Ah, did I say Roger Stallback? You know, yeah. I meant Tony Romo. God, and so she wasn't dude. like, but it just, it right. just that was that, that's when she really remembers. She loved the Cowboys, you know. Your mind's always gonna trigger back to your most impressionable years. So yeah, like, for sure. Right sure. now, what are we doing? What oh, are we yeah. going to remember? Yeah, she was a diehard Cowboy fan. Like, from those years, she did really remember all the teams and stuff, yeah. you know? Like, she liked them, for real. But oh, the, yeah. the Tour de France is what she really liked, and that was the thing. It's like, the respect you have for those athletes, man. Like, that's that's what... When you watch sports, you don't give a shit about the leagues, really, or what they're doing and all that. That just comes with, like... You know, they have to be there, but that's when you it gets... Yeah. uninteresting to most people like you've talked about a lot like you just love the game yeah it's too you know big. you love the, the sport the whole the whole league and everything is too big for its own good like yeah, the game is right. what people love that's right the they don't athlete, give a damn you about know, what the they're NBA doing. or NFL like they love the game the they're phys- watching the best people yeah. that understand and play the game play the game right for real man that's absolutely right you know and I think like the physical and mental accomplishment you know I saw this one guy actually plays for the New York Yankees grew up right there in Brooklyn and, and now plays, works, I mean, dude, and at Major League Baseball, to work your way through a farm system, I don't think you can, I don't think, it's hard to explain how difficult that is. Yeah, like, no. I mean, right. it, 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 it has it's to not be like it was back and, in the day, yeah. dude. Back in the day, you would have a professional athlete um, selling you shirts at, at the 
freaking corner store, you know, and then he's playing in the game that evening. Like, it's not like that anymore. Yeah. Now, oh, yeah, no. like, professional mean, athletes used to have actual jobs. Like, no, like, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Like, oh, man, yeah. Not and, in, until, and, in, and in going through the mate, when you go through the minors, like, uh, single A, double A, triple A, uh, you know, you, they do have regular jobs. They do not. They only right. have. They only get paid a certain amount per season. They might get a signing bonus depending on how early they got drafted and things. But the, anyways, this guy, his last name's Velasquez. He just got signed to the Yankees. Been playing on the Yankees. Had a home game at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. His family was there watching him. His friends. Exciting moment. Hits a home run, dude. And it's like. The joy on his face. His family was like, everyone's cheering for their son in Yankee Stadium where he grew up and dreamed about doing that. Right. And he accomplished something. And someone even said, like, he might hit 500 home runs. He might never hit another one in Major League Baseball. But no one will ever take this moment from him. Never. And, right. and that's, like, that's the magic of sports. That's actually one of the things I really wanted to talk about is, like, we're coming into football season and baseball season. is there. I know a lot of people, you know, don't tune in for political reasons now. I do understand that. Like, they do feel the way that Kevin was saying about, like, the leagues have gotten so big. Politics has creeped into everything in our society. They've creeped into everything. I think it's tuned a lot of people out. But football is a very popular American sport, and it's coming to season. The first week's coming up right now, this weekend. Opening weekend, week one. And I was thinking about the importance that sports and, like, entertainment, unbiased, unpolitical... The importance it really has in, in like our society, that it really does, it captures great moments, oh, yeah. and it makes you feel these certain ways that is like very positive. Like you, f- I felt the emotion for that guy. Right. Like, damn, what great for him! You know how happy he was. His his mom sat down, was like, started crying. The camera was on her. She started crying. Like she was just right. like, you know, like that's that that those are the moments in life we live for. Right. You know, and those things provide those for us oftentimes. Because you know? it's, it's one of the very few professions that you you get to watch somebody and hear their story about how they've grown and how hard they have actually worked towards something. And everybody can relate to working towards something. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're, if you're playing sports, it's easy because most of us play sports growing up. But working towards something to be better... It doesn't matter what it is. Everybody can relate. Like, and whenever you hear those stories, like you're saying, this guy grew up there, wanted to play there, and finally made it. And yeah, he freaking took full advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, what a moment! Beautiful man. Yeah, yeah. You can look it up too. It's a great moment. Like, really good moment in sports. You know, but even movies. Like, you watch a lot of movies, and you see, like, the impact it has on your psyche. Like, you really enjoy it. It makes you happy. You know, the entertainment takes you to a place that's. Fiction or non-fiction, right. you know? Well, sports in general, you know, I mean, sports just captivate people, and, and it, it's it's natural that they should. I mean, sports, we, as long as humans have been humans, we've been inventing sports, you know? I mean, that's yeah. the, you, they're digging up uh, sports arenas down in Mesoamerica, you know, like the Aztecs had yeah. freaking thousands of years ago, you know? I mean, think about the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, you said this you actually to, weeks ago about the Olympics. You right, said you really you know, like it because of that reason. Yeah, exactly. Kinda, you know, draws you know? the attention to sport rather than like conflict and politics. Yep. And if there's one thing that can bring us together, I think it is, it, it, or at least it should be sports. Yeah. You know, uh, when I lived up in uh, Kansas, it's but you know I, I lived right there at Lawrence, so right there next to KU, Kansas University. They were named after the Jayhawks. 
you know, uh, which was the namesake came from the Jayhawkers yep. from Bleeding Kansas. You know, the the, <clears throat> the guys who would ride into Missouri and dude, they love and, their basketball, and, uh, right? Oh, they love their it basketball. It is hard. Dude. I tell you hard what, dude. Man. Uh, I was there in 2008 when they won the NCAA oh, championship. Oh, what a, it what was, a, what an experience! It was, it was nuts, yeah. man. I went downtown Lawrence for uh, it, it was see, crazy. it's what I'm talking about. But, uh, it's that you see their work come to fruition, like right. at the moment you, that you'll it'll be with you for the rest of your life. You know? Right, but it's uh, amazing. No, I would watch. I, uh, Kansas and Missouri used to they don't play each other anymore but they used to and it would always be the most heated game of the season man you know because the, the, the Kansas Jayhawkers the Missouri Tigers both of them named after these old raiding bands that would you know Kansas and Missouri basically had a, a little war between themselves you know prior to the Civil War and uh these people would come together and they would all you know give each other shit in the parking lot you know and stuff like that but then you'd, you'd see these people at the same time drinking beer together and freaking, you know, they, they didn't care. Like, the, everybody understood it was just a game, you know. And I guarantee you if you was to try and bring, like, politics or anything like that into it, they'd probably tell you, you know, to get, get the hell out oh, of here. Oh, they definitely you know? would. You know, we're not, we're yeah, not here sure. to talk but, about freaking but, politics. But there are some definite you know? fights and stuff that go oh, down. Oh, there are fights. Sure. I'm not saying there were ever fights. <laughs> and now, now there's cell but, phones with cameras. Yeah. You know, so we can watch them. <laughs> safety of our house you know right. what i'm saying there's entertainment inside the entertainment man but the you best know? thing about the sports is the honestly we're talking about it from a fan's perspective the best thing about sports is a competition man yeah like knowing yeah. how hard that you've trained and what you're to willing to yourself. do for it what you're willing to do it doesn't matter what sport it is what what are you willing to give what are you willing to sacrifice what are you willing to do to to make yourself better than the person that you're competing against and then, whenever you go out, sometimes all that you've given isn't enough. Indeed. And somebody yeah, beats yeah. you. And then, like, what do you do after that? Yeah. You're, like, okay with how far you made it? The best people, they continue to train until they beat everybody at the time. You know what I'm saying? It does yeah. definitely teach you a lot of life lessons. And whether it's team sport or individual sport, like, uh, my son does Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And somebody said, I can't remember who said it, but somebody a lot smarter than me that has dealt with it a lot longer said, uh, every time you get choked out or you get, you know, you get armbarred or, you know, somebody your size and equal, you know, ability, you know, puts you in a position that you can't get out of and you have to tap. It's like, it's literally your ego being checked every time. Every time. And and it's like in real life, like sometimes, especially with the internet, we've talked about a lot with like social media, it's like that's the opposite. Right. Like your ego never gets checked. Your ego like just sits there and can get as big as it, it can inflate as large as it wants. That's why it's like uh, sport and stuff like that to me is just so important in society. And I love sports, man. Like when, I, when it becomes football and baseball season and even uh, I love I love watching boxing and mixed martial arts and all of it, man. And whenever there's an event coming up that I can sit down and actually watch and I'm not working, I'm excited, you know. I, I enjoy right. it. And it's because of the athlete. I really am supporting the athlete. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's really... And what they've done. And, and what, what they've, they've given. Done, their right. accomplishments. Right. What they've you know? given. Because you know the, the ones that are the greatest have given the most to the sport. Yeah. To the game. They've yeah. given their heart. They've given, like, talking about the Kobe Bryant's of basketball, the... Um, who else? Will Purdue. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Will> no. <Purdue. laughs> like, like Wayne Gretzky's of hockey and like shit like that, dude. Will like, Purdue is like, like an old center. He played for the Bulls for a while. 
Uh, but he was like, I mean, he was he was a good center, but he wasn't somebody <laughs> better remember. You know? But all of these yeah. people, dude, they give their life to the sport, and I don't know, man. The competition is that's where it's at. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's it's, it's a it's a very cool thing, and uh, still trying to get Boone out on Sundays to go run pick up basketball. Yeah, no, I, I will. I will come, man. I will come. I'm not gonna be there. I'm gonna be gone this Sunday, of course. But uh, I will go do that. I really, I real, I love playing. I, lo- I you're right about the competition. It's fun, man. And even, even uh, it, like we're gonna be climbing the mountain. I, I get the same rush from that. Yeah. From when when nature is now your challenge. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's kind of fun. It kind of gives you that same competitive edge. Because you uh, have to respect your, you have to respect your, your opponent. Limits, yeah. Mountain, oh man, yeah. mountain. There's limits. You respect dude. the shit out of it. Yeah. Levi, Levi, that's Levi, dire we did, consequences. We did a 12 minute workout dude, yesterday. Yeah. And come on, man. That oh, mountain. Dude. That mountain's gonna make. It's, oh, it's gonna yeah. make you. It's gonna, uh, like, it's gonna make you wish that. You did and I did a few more, more of yeah. those 12 minute workouts for sure. I bet. My, see, <laughs> my son. My son. My son is getting pretty good at. I noticed he's getting pretty good at his single leg and double leg takedowns in class, and he's almost my height. You know, I mean, he weighs about 30 or 35 pounds less than me, but he's almost my height. Right. And I told him, I said, "Look, man, do you think you could take me down?" And he said, "Yeah, probably." And I said, "Man, okay, I'm going to give you six straight minutes. Six minutes." And you can you can try to take me down. If you do it, I'll give you five bucks. If you take me down, okay. And for six minutes, dude, you know he was just you know he was having trouble, you know for sure. Uh, like really. But what what I, my real point here is, and I did give him five bucks. A couple of times we kind of uh, fell down. I don't think it was actually a takedown. Like he pulled me into his guard, but I land. I ended up on top and stuff. But for how hard it was to grapple for six straight minutes. Dude, we were dripping with sweat. And I, I'm in pretty good condition. I run at least every day. You know, I mean, maybe take one day a week off sometimes. But I just, it's part of my routine. I enjoy to do it. And I was dead, man. I was yeah. like six minutes straight of just grappling with this little kid that's just relentless. Like, <laughs> damn it. You know, like, like towards I the end. I will beat you. Yeah. No, and we I'm did fall. We did. You. <laughs> but then at the two-minute mark, I told him, now I can start taking you down. At two minutes, I can start taking you down to the ground. And that's when it really started to go down. And my energy level was like, because now shooting on him and, you know, grabbing his legs and trying to get a trip on him and using all that energy. And he, I mean, it's, it's, I have so much respect for those, for any athlete, you know, man, even uh, anything, you know, it, like that is trained that hard. It's, it's except for, crazy, except for Floyd Mayweather. I don't have respect for Floyd Mayweather. Well, I mean, from you know, a, from an athletic perspective, I absolutely do. No, I know. I'm I'm fucking with you. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather's a he's he's a beast. But but yeah, but from a personal perspective, you can have your you know. There's a lot of people my personal like that. feelings against yeah. him or no. What about what about the whenever that happened at, at did you remember the malice at the palace whenever like oh, Ron yeah. Artest and Jermaine O'Neal and and. Uh, they got a Netflix documentary about yeah, that. Yeah, right when now. they like they got in a fight with the fans. Did you ever see that, man? Oh, dude, you have to watch that. I sometime. don't think I did. And like Jermaine O'Neal like got a running head start on one guy, and he was gonna just like level him. Luckily, I say luckily, his foot like slipped right before on his last like um, drive into the ground. His front foot kind of slipped, and so he didn't get full like throttle on his punch. Right. But he landed a punch on this guy. Uh, and just knocked him down. I mean, dude, you saw one, like, Ron Artest was beating up a guy in the stands, and it was, like, Damn. it was gnarly. Like, it was a crazy, like, scar on the NBA back in, like, early 2000s. It was, uh... 
I mean, Scar. You say Scar's probably the most viewed video in the NBA of all time, you know? Dude, those guys, those guys were... There was no security there. There were people coming out of the stands, like 60,000 people, and they were coming into the arena and fighting the players. It was amazing. And, like, the players were, like... I mean, the players were winning. It you know what I'm saying? It didn't <laughs> start like wild. that, but it, it was like... No, they were throwing beer ended. at him. Yeah, they were throwing yeah. beer at him at first and stuff. And then, I think it was Ron Artest, uh, Metal World Beast. He, yeah. he ran up the stairs about like eight or nine rows and started like swinging at a guy. And then it just went then it just went nuts, dude. It was... Watch watch the video yeah. sometime. Malice yeah. at the Palace. Dude, dude. they we'll were going to win. Yeah, they we They would have yeah. won the... They would have won the national championship that year. Yeah, that Or not the national up. championship. They would have won the world yeah. championship. Yeah. And then they... The finals. Yeah, they... NBA finals, right? They hit them all with... Um, they canceled that, those guys' seasons, man. Did y'all see... You know, politics has really creeped into everything. Uh, I was saying that, too. Like, like, even with sports, you realize it. And, uh, like, you watch... I don't know if you don't ever watch sports shows, and I don't really watch them either, but I do see about them. Like, when I read news and stuff, it comes up when big news happens. And ESPN is having, like, a real reshuffling of, like, who they're hiring and firing. And, you know, they're having a lot of... You can tell there's a lot of financial things going on there. And I really do believe it's because they've allowed politics to come into their, their... platform way too much and people do not like it no matter where they sit they really want to tune out right there when they watch sports and and even other things too everything but, but politics has really crept into everything and i was i was watching this i i can't believe i can't remember this guy's name i i thought about it and i don't have it up so i'm not even gonna try to maybe i'll try to find it and tell you but no. maybe you heard about him he's a marine and he spoke up about like wanting uh he wants some of the like higher ups to admit they were wrong and have some accountability. Right. Did you see that guy that I th- I, I did hear about you know that. and then he lost his you know they they said they were gonna you know he lost his command or whatever and then right. some people kind of within the that he respected within the military kind of called him out on some comments and so then then but then he decided that he was gonna resign all of he's been in for seventeen years tours of duty overseas during wartime you know no. Yeah. And he spoke out, and he he resigned all of his retirement, all of his benefits, all everything, and said, "I don't need it. Take it then, you know, because right. I can't speak my mind and say that people should take accountability for being wrong about this issue." Right. And I thought that even you're even seeing politics get deep into the military, and I don't mean he was wrong. I actually think that he has a no, yeah, a He's great dead case, on. yeah. And and look. Remember that guy we said jumped from space and you're surprised that... Wait, who was it that he jumped in space with balls that big? Balls yeah. as big as Bumgarner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bumgarner. Bumgarner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bumgarner, that's it. Yeah, but uh, Felix Bumgarner, yeah. So, but uh, this guy's same way. I mean, you know, I regardless if I agreed with everything he said or not, is, is you know, we talked about this with Shikari Richardson, the sprinter who got busted for weed, and it's like, she has a decision to make. She can either go be the best sprinter or she can say, no, I want to go down this lane and kind of be a martyr. When you go down the martyr lane, you're taking a hard path. You better believe in that, whatever you're doing, a a lot to give up what you're giving up. Like him, too. He's the same way. He chose the martyr path. He, He knows that. He's a smart enough guy to realize what he was giving up there. Right. And, uh, man, I mean, there's nothing we can do besides, like, bring it up, I think, and talk about it. 
other than that because there's nothing you can really do for someone like that to save them from that it's just the way our society is really set up but man I do applaud that guy for because everything he said he did not say anything confrontational I don't think I really don't it was like hindsight strategical and he's been there and understands that better than we do and, and a lot of his friends and stuff do and I'm sure that they do he's speaking for uh, not everybody but definitely he's right. speaking for more than himself I guarantee oh, yeah. it you know oh let's not forget that when Ron Paul ran in 2008 and 2012 he polled the highest among military uh, members you know and then th there's a reason he did and that's because the, the guys in the military you know the, uh, you know the guys and, and the girls in the military uh, they understand I think most of them understand that especially like with what just went down in Afghanistan and like that that it was fr it was fruitless you know the, the all the efforts that went into trying to prop up the government and train the Afghan army and all that kind of things it was I think a lot of them understood that this kind of ending was going to be the ultimate end no matter when the ending came you know and uh, I just think that what what that general said is just so spot on yeah. man you know that more military members and I, and I'm speaking as somebody who's never Yeah I don't even think he was a general like either that. I think he was like a like he right. wasn't like super high ranked he was like somewhere right. yeah just know, kind of middle yeah, rank middle or whatever rank, yeah. yeah but uh no. you know like I said I'm speaking as someone who's never been in the military or anything like that but I I would like to see more military members speak up and stand out like that you know I think that that the tide could really change if enough of them did, you know. Just kind of, kind of like how we've talked about with the, with the police is if enough of them put their foot down and said that they weren't going to enforce, you know, these certain pointless laws, you know, yeah. that that things could change. I think it's, uh, you know, I think that the same kind well, of sentiment could yeah. go in the military. Well, I think with this debate, there's one thing that holds up is he takes an oath to the United States Constitution, right? That's what he takes an oath to. That's what military men and women take an oath to, right? Right. Like, that's what that's what they swear into. So if they feel like something is being infringed upon, do they have the right to say something? And in this case, it's hard to say because this whole, this whole objective became very unconstitutional. Right. Uh, you know, at some point, you know. At first, you know, it was what it is. You know, they want to go get these terrorists or whatever, but then it became way more than that. And right. I think they people wanted just... to go get the terrorists, and now we are the terrorists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because yeah. we don't want to fucking get a vaccine, and, <laughs> you, and we don't agree right with there. them. That's a deep yeah. point right there, dude. Like, you just come got on, real man. deep. It, this whole this whole topic is deep. Yeah. No. 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 I don't I, never no, I speak on it. I try not yeah. to speak on it, but and, and we're always talking about it. But yeah. No. That that's a great point. Actually, that's what I mean. That really is. I don't mean that in a negative way. That's what well, you just it's said. Like uh, Stephen Colbert said. Yeah. No. You we know? talked about yeah, this. We, we talked yeah. about this off. Off. Did you off hear what Stephen Colbert day. said? I think y'all uh, talked about him whenever I was here last time. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't no, know yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like it wasn't the same thing. Yeah. But it was the same guy. Yeah. And, but he did, he said something along the lines of like, uh, why should we be over in Afghanistan when we've got our own domestic terrorists here? And there was a picture of January 6th, you know, and you make a great point. And I, I was talking to Levi about this the other day, is that, you know, when, when this whole terrorism movement started, remember you read in the newspaper articles or wherever you saw the word terrorist, 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 and, but they were overseas. Right. But that's where it started. And then they went over there and then did something about it. 
Well, now they could, they say domestic terrorism, domestic terrorism, domestic terrorism. Like, how long before, you know, that label becomes like that? They have these people in our country that are just under these labels that. Oh yeah. The same way they treated no, the, Afghanistan. The, the you label know? of terrorist is not a label to be smirked at, or uh, <laughs> no, you know, that's a real. that's a serious word. You know, all of us here grew, you know, uh, grew up in the post nine eleven world. You know where. The word terrorist just became a real hot word, and I mean, I, I know that I, you know, growing up, I, I was understood that, that if you were deemed a terrorist, you had no rights. You were, you know, you, basically they could do whatever they wanted to you. You know, you, you had no rights of, of a jury trial. You had no right to a, an attorney or anything like that. You yeah. know, you, you, your constitutional rights were null and void. And uh, now to see that sort of rhetoric. Turned around by you know, our own government, yeah, yeah. And aimed at yeah, us. No, that's a that's our a own like, government. That's you a know? trend. That's definitely a trend that people should be very weary of. Like you should very well at least notice that that's happening, and that's right. not a good like direction to head. What and, I and think is that the government should realize that the government, the government, the government. <laughs> We're talking about the government. Yeah, I thought about world. it the other day. Actually, I thought about that. The fucking too. government. Why the government? We're everything. You're in everything. <laughs> See, dude, that's why I try not to talk about this. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about sports. No. No. <laughs> no, but the government is fucking. They're responsible for this, man, and they're trying to turn it around on the people and trying to label us, we the people, as terrorists. Oh, don't no. get me started, no, dude. No, no, motherfucking walk well, out no, here, dude. No, 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 but honestly, oh. but, but, and, what, and going back to this whole, this whole sergeant here right. that was talking about this, it's the same thing as, look who got punished. Look, they made major mistakes. We gotta militarily. We gotta find his name. We got. We yeah. Can't call okay. Okay. Sergeant. I will. I will. I will find his name. But right. but he um he he uh, let, I'll make this point and then I'll look it up and y'all can kind of take it over. But right. he said what he basically said was y'all abandoned Bagram Air Force Base, which was a huge base that they had spent billions of dollars setting up, and it's north of Kabul. I think I think slightly northeast of Kabul. You know. Right. 30 miles, whatever it is, right? For 20 years establishing this place. Okay, yeah. and then they, they he basically says that there were mistakes made. Why did y'all leave that place? Why didn't we evacuate from there under a safer place? And get? Why didn't we start evacuating way earlier? Look, there were mistakes made. Admit, can we just admit that at least? Right. And, and he got punished. The people who made the mistakes still have their job. By the way, The View, and I don't even watch that show or care about that show, Right. But this is an important point here, is that The View had new people. They have a conservative member that they have come on their panel to give an opposition. It's bullshit. <laughs> you know? Because they, they're going to have different panel members. One of the panel, panel members... That's called controlled opposition. One of the panel members that's going to come on is Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice is is a architect of the Afghanistan war. Right. Right? So she's getting awarded... At times when people are dying still over there that weren't even, they were babies at the time. And they have no reason being there. They, a lot of them don't, they just want to know why they went and what they went for. You know, look, for our military, that's fair, man. For people who yeah. went over there and signed up for the, that and went over there and had, to, for, to ask for purpose is not out of reach. Let me tell you what's not fair, is to sign people up for the military to go and make our country safer. Right? 
Yeah, most people that join the most people join the military, and they know what they're signing up for because they're going to go and fight any enemy that's going to make our Other country people. safer. But at the same time, our government <laughs> is neglecting our own Go. fucking border. <laughs> yeah, right. that's our right. Own that's, fucking that's border. A great, that's, yep. that's another great. Like, point. what? Why are people? We haven't talked about that in a long time. No, we haven't. No, <laughs> but it, it's along the same lines, yeah, man. Right. Why are people going to Afghanistan for twenty years, <laughs> and then only to for fucking sleepy Joe Biden to fucking just give it all up to make our borders and our country safer come on man you're gonna sell that to to the american people yeah no i mean it drives me I, up the yeah, wall the, the, it drives me up the wall oh i do too i mean every time i hear that like oh you know that they're over there you know uh protecting uh protecting our freedoms you know protecting our 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 liberty here at home it's like you know and that's not a knock on the soldiers that's a knock on the absolutely rhetoric absolutely not absolutely that's a knock not. on the rhetoric okay there's because those soldiers they did sign up with the intent that they were going to you know uh, I, you know who i feel I, I really feel for all the national guard soldiers you know because i read a statistic one time that uh, in fact <laughs> i think it was actually on the national guard's website where they said that it, you you still have like an 80% chance of being shipped overseas even if you join the national guard yeah you know I would feel I feel most for those guys. You know, if you if you join the uh, the active duty army, you know you're getting shipped overseas. You know, I think that it, it, we you're should at, at least with it. you're at we, peace yeah, with it. Yeah, right. But we but, should at least keep our national guard here at home, which is something we have not done since Vietnam. But if you're gonna send them and you say we're sending you over here, and they're like, okay, we signed up for that, but they say, can we ask why? And you say right. we're going over there because we're fighting the terrorists. Here's the objective: we want to get those terrorists. Want to deplete them completely? Get this guy named Osama bin Laden. He's the ringleader. He's behind 9/11. Whatever, whatever is the case that they're selling this to these soldiers, okay? Right. And they that when that objective is done, it's done. When they they have no purpose now. They all the lives, the friends they saw getting blown up, you know, killing other people, they you know, probably getting, getting shot up. at, getting they're killed. Still yeah, getting blown yeah, just today, yeah. just the other day, and and uh, you know. It, it's it is massively disrespectful and upsetting for real. Even being a completely opponent of the the war right. and not ever liking it, and and seeing them not even have answers to why they're over there, really. Right. Because and but then you see all the defense contractors, and we've talked about this to make all this money to have all these contractors over there, and there's so much money they make off of rebuilding this country that they just blew up. They blow it up and they rebuild it, and they get money for it all. You know, yeah. and meanwhile, people die. Who pays for it? You know, who pays? Yeah, for we it? pay kind for it, like and they the die. It's do. it's a okay, but hold on. It is a <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel Stuart <laughs> Scheller. Okay, Luke, Luke, Lieutenant <laughs> Colonel Stuart Scheller. Scheller, and he came out with an initial video. Okay, you have to watch that one first, where he's sitting somewhere, and that's where he's in his. I think he's in his army, you know, yeah, uh, gear. And then he's, he starts talking about it, and he and he just, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to have the bravery to, I don't even know if I'm going to have the nuts to post this video. No, he doesn't say nuts. Right. I'm just kidding. I added that part in. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, but then the next video, he came out after some things had happened already. He had some backlash or some support, and he made even a more emotional video. And uh, we can watch it off air later. I wish I had it pulled up. I can pull it up if y'all want to listen to it. But it's uh, yeah, we can. It's pretty emotional and uh 
This guy's for real, man. And, you know, this is a... He's not the only one either. No, no, absolutely not. You know he's not the only one. And and I'm sure that... And he even said he's had people reach out to him. You know, and he really appreciates a lot of people have reached out. And, no, I I think there's expats, like old... uh, Not expats, but old military veterans as well that would say that aren't in a position where they can't speak out. They can speak up. And I think they'll speak up for him too and say... This kid's doing the right thing right now. Yeah, if there's any if there's any kind of objection, like we were talking about sports, we we opened this talking about sports and competition. If there's any kind of politics that go into sports from here, I think that everybody should know his name, not Colin Kaepernick. Oh yeah, not yeah, yeah. All yeah, the yeah. bullshit that's going on about the NFL teams having to go through some protocol or the NBA bubble, they need to know this lieutenant colonel's name and that's what needs to be applauded like that's i I feel like it doesn't even matter the rhetoric that comes out in the news is not how the american people feel ever yep no absolutely right no no, absolutely no red blue whichever side you pick i feel like everybody can agree with that man yeah 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 i i I totally i totally don't i i really you know, the only opposition he gets is some people in the military that have like major. They're like, if we allow this, everyone's just gonna start letting politics in, talking politics. But it's this is different. Been allowed. Yeah, it's already yeah, been allowed. Yeah, that's true. It's that's already true. been that's allowed. To and this and point. this is different. You, you're getting people are getting killed. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I mean, at what point can you sit there and watch that and say, what are we doing? You know, uh, it doesn't have to be this way. And I think that that's where. I, I I have to say that this is not letting politics in. This is common sense. Right. Politics you know, are in. Yeah, so yeah, no, 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 but you're right. Yeah. They're in everything. And you're right about that, too. That's a trend that's not going away. We can hope that away all we want, and I do a lot of times. We can hope politics out of our lives and our businesses and our, and our friendships, our relationships. Dude, it, it is so engraved in everything right now in Western society because it's in this downfall that it's just going to be that way for a while. And people, you know, and it's probably a good thing to some extent because people are paying attention more and they know that it sells. But it also has really showcased, like you said, how bad the mainstream media really is. Because it's been going on for a long time. I feel like they've been... It's been that bad forever, man. Sure, forever. It's been that bad forever. But now, in our generation, it's right in our hands every minute of every day. Yeah, yeah. It's been like that forever. Luckily, right now, we still have other other you know alex jones you can still get his stuff out there <laughs> yeah. you can find it there ha- there is guys like michael malice we've talked about and right. joe rogan Steve has this ma- you know yeah you know anybody I- any opposition i mean think about it. even john stewart or or right. uh bill maher or y- think about anybody from any side you still have these viewpoints that are respectful they do you know there's there's a culture war going on for sure but they still you can find these people if you want if it was just that mainstream narrative, I mean, we would be in a real totalitarian type of a state and, and not in a good... Right. You know, we, we would not even have a bit of the information. But, yeah. you know? but there's still... No, it's, it's, it's still you know, that. It's still that. It's still a totalitarian... Extent, yeah. That's where we live, man. Like, there's no... These people it's becoming are, that way but, you know, <laughs> These people are not impressive people. Right. They're not impressive people. The ones that are delivering the news are nobody 
Well, Dude, Boone just hit the nail. I mean, hit hit the nail on the head, man. I mean, I was actually having this discussion with someone just earlier today, where uh, you know, where I was, we were talking about how like cell phones and social media and stuff like that, and podcasts and whatever, it's all a double-edged sword. You know, it can all be very unproductive or productive, depending on how you know how it's used or whatever. But uh. You know, I, I brought up the point. I was like, dude, you know, if if we didn't have cell phones, if it was like still like like 1980, you know, everybody got their news from Channel Five News and the newspaper. You know, I bet we'd have like probably like a 90% vaccination rate in this country. Yeah, because and I bet. everybody would You're just right. yeah. everybody would just oh well the news says oh well well the news yeah. says to do it. You know, yeah. not getting any information from anywhere else. Yeah, you know, freaking yeah. I mean, it's a real double-edged sword. You know, it, it can be used to voice opposition and get the voice of opposition out there to lots and lots of people. Um, but, you know, it also has many downfalls. It's as a well. very extensive tool. I think you're absolutely right. I'm yeah. sorry to cut you off. No, no, that. go ahead. I no, think you're absolutely right, man. Like, it doesn't matter. Even if somebody was to come and listen to what we're saying tonight, I don't know how many people do, if anybody does, or what. Right, yeah. We're doing we it do. regardless. Yeah. But if. One of these days, somebody wants to come and turn our words against us. Right. They could do it easily. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not against the military. I'm not against the USA. I'm not against our country. Right. But I'm sure that you could look up some of the shit that I've said on here, <laughs> and you could totally turn it and say, "This is what he meant." No. Right. What you're saying is a hundred percent correct, man. Yeah, yeah, and plus with with long form, you know, context is always a really big thing because when you're in the middle of a conversation in a long form podcast, you could be in the middle of a, a ten minute conversation piece where you've been on the same topic for ten minutes. You have dialogue there that you have to listen to before you get to a certain point. So you could take a sentence that somebody says and take it completely out of context, especially oh, yeah. in long-form podcasts. But I'll tell you what I think about this, and I've had this conversation because I did a podcast before this, and I had people that turned me down and didn't want to do it. Right. You know, they didn't, no, nah, I don't really feel like doing that media stuff. I just, no, nah, I'm not really into the talking, and, you know, I don't want to be on there. I don't, you know, and, and I'm a, I have no problem with that. That's completely understandable, but, right. you know, if you don't like something that somebody says, you fucking don't listen. And right. if you can't understand that concept, then I don't even care about your... I don't care about your opinion anyways. You know, you can turn my words against me and right. say whatever you want. I'm just going to keep doing what I do because I know in my heart that I'm doing it because I want to add dialogue. You either... In times like this, you either add dialogue or the dialogue goes away, but the tension doesn't go away. Right. The dialogue and like sports and other things are ways to release tension, societal tension. Right. You know, and I feel like podcasting for, for me and doing it for probably for a lot of people who do it now, it is that. It's a way to feel like you have a voice and to relieve some of that tension. Right. And it's great to have. That's the First Amendment, dude. It's it's beautiful. Yep. It's fucking beautiful. You know, you're exercising a right every time you do it. Right. But more people need to exercise Yeah, this no, right. I agree. Like, I more agree. people Absolutely. need to blow steam off rather than bottling it up. If you... It doesn't matter what you fucking type into your social media. I, I'm not on social media. I don't. I don't give a shit about that. I'm not either. But there's anymore, a there's yeah. so many people that are, right. and it doesn't matter what you type into your fucking phone or on your computer. You don't get it out the same way that you would if you were having a conversation with somebody. Right. You don't. No. Yeah. 
you can't even have a context no, on there. You can't not. tell tone tonage is gone. Right. You know, it's all the one advantage I find. I mean, me personally, I I do find that I can memes. I can. I am good at memeing, <laughs> and <laughs> not memeing. only that. Not only that. I also find you know I find that I'm much more uh, articulate and well read. You know, on uh, when I type out, you can my express argument. yourself better. Yeah, well, than, than when I try and vocally. Verbally. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, that's that is one advantage that I. Yeah, but if you I write in, it, yeah. in your free time, if you were to just write and you were to read over it, then when you were articulating your point here, right, and talking about that subject, you would be able to articulate it more soundly. We right. should you know, write and, and our next not rehearse. podcast. And I don't mean rehearse. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we are not I'm reading. You know? yeah. <laughs> Dude, I did I'm a radio. I did, when I started a radio show, I, I started, I didn't read it verbatim, but I had points that I was going to. And there were some people that were like, do we love your personality, but we can tell like it's stiff, you know, like you need to let it go. Like they could tell I was reading something and that I should just free flow. And from then on out, I always told myself, you know, it, it's not that it's radio. Radio is different, though, man. No, because, it's different. It's okay, way because different. we could say, you know what, we're gonna talk about this for thirty seconds. But thirty seconds is thirty seconds, dude. If you're trying right. to express your point, yeah, and, and you want to get radio, it all out, radio, it's radio boom, boom, time boom. is money, bro. Yeah, no, it's it's boom, boom, boom. And, and you all like, like here where you got two other people to pick up the silence. Yeah, if you, yeah and we can drag on for yeah. another thirty minutes, right? Like, like and you Fuck have to time it, out yeah. songs. What did you really mean? You have to time out songs <laughs> right. to cut right at the hour and things like that. And then you come in, you have to like read ad spots live online. You know, like I know? did that for the first time for the for the real estate business. About a month and a half ago, or maybe two months. I don't. You know. You recorded a commercial. On yeah, the radio dude, station? It, was, it was fucking. What radio station? Really? What well, station is it on? Uh, the the country with ninety two point three. The ranch. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Good. Really? Man. That's I cool, went and man. Did it. I we did got enough in radio right talk? there, man. We'll see. Yeah, are you <laughs> on the commercial? Yeah, no, I did it. I was like, I'm not gonna pay all this money and have somebody do a fucking voiceover for me. You know, like. What do you say on there? It's like, hey, I'm. Just, I, I don't know, man. I wrote it. I rehearsed it. You got your it. platform right here, Kevin Kong. Just shoot us your ad, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, dude. What are you selling, bro? Come on, damn. No, dude. Selling I'm... some weed, man? What are you selling, bro? I promise you, there was more people that heard that <laughs> yeah, than yeah, hearing this. Yeah, for sure. No, no, the ranch has a huge station around Yeah, they are. No, I got like... so many calls, man. I got so many people that called and were like, hey, I heard you on there. I was like, holy shit, it worked. Yeah, no, it does work. I've worked, but you have to. Side, I yeah. know that. Like, you have to be rehearsed. You have to be. You you got thirty seconds of ad time. What do you want to say? With and this, they don't care if you if you fuck up. If you can't talk right. If you don't know what you're gonna say, they don't care. They got your money. With I was this, like, okay, I know, I know exactly what I'm gonna say. With this yeah. setup right here, I've actually recorded commercial spots for K Fan in Fredericksburg. I've recorded them at my house with this setup right here and sent it over to them. 30 second ad spots. And I've even done the music. I've played the music and then I'll record the ad spot and then I'll I'll merge them together on one on one, you know, setting yeah. there and then on one well, channel. Let's and do then it, boom. dude. Let's let's do that. The next time I do a, a radio ad, you do it and I'll tell them, hey, can yeah, you no, I love doing that. You? Yeah. Yeah, I mean you can do it from home. You could do it from your house and send it them with no, this dude, equipment too, you know. I'm not capable of that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, I could set that. it up. I could like I could set this up, and you could you I'll could talk. It. Hold on, dude. We need to turn this off. I think we're just talking now. <laughs> yeah, 
No, it's all good. That's, that's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. Hey, at least we're not we're, talking about fucking the government. Sometimes we think yeah, independently. Sometimes we ramble independently. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, but either way, maybe people want to know about ad spots and radio. Hey, like, you know? damn. Kevin drink a lot of whiskey tonight. Yeah. He's talking all night. <laughs> yeah, no. No, it's all good. But it is uh, advertising does still work in that way. Oh, look, we're about to... Oh. Oh, we're about to learn about that uh, Lieutenant Sergeant I was talking about a minute ago right oh, there. Oh, yeah. You got his video pulled up? I did, but we can watch it after because yeah. we, we only have a little bit more time. And is there anything else y'all wanted to talk about, actually, really, that you wanted to bring up? Ah. Uh, dang, you know, I did actually have something on my mind a second ago, and now I, it has it has slipped my mind. I never it's, know. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were talk talking about. about politics and sports and uh, something that actually just recently got passed into law here in Texas was that now the national anthem will be required to be played before all sporting events in Texas. And I know for most people that's not a that's not a big deal, you know, or anything like that. I think that's really that's cool. That's one of the only songs that ever uh, raised the hair on the back of my neck, bro. Before a football right. game, like hearing that song, that yeah. that fucking I don't know why. It didn't mean shit to me. I wasn't there whenever they fought the fucking battle or whoever wrote this song. Like, well, they're playing on your adrenaline before a game and stuff, too. Yeah, like, you're, dude, you're but ready. that's yeah, the no, song. I did. No, I know. Whenever I, know, I was yeah. a kid and I went to fucking any kind of game that was important I think to a, anybody, they, that's the fucking song. I think a lot played, of people right? feel the way you do. I do oh, agree. Yeah, but I also weird. see it from another, the other perspective yeah. is when you what mandate. What is the other perspective? When though? you man is mandates. Mandates But from, what what is the opposition? I'm sorry. Is, what, is, what? That, is, that, is that you don't play anything before sporting events. That no, that. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, why did the whole conversation come up that the national anthem was a bad thing to say? Well, I think it all started during uh, the whole Cap Colin Kaepernick thing when a bunch of NFL players started kneeling during that's the national anthem. That's absolutely when it started, And a lot of people sure. started tuning out yeah. of the of, of But what, the what is, is, is right? there something offensive, really, about the national anthem? To not people? to me. God, no. no not no, to no, you. No, no, no. Not to you. No. I'm saying, like, here's what why it is. did it start? Look, there's what, a, there, what here's the, the argument. argument. So the argument is that basically like with slavery and with like women's suffrage and things like that that under that american flag the Indi the native americans here that there was a lot of atrocities committed under that banner and that flag like there is something called the black national anthem yep you know there's a whole other black national anthem that they that a lot of people when was that founded and you know Fairly early, you know, uh, I mean, not as early ago? as, no, 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 no. I mean, 1800s probably. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but, so I think there are communities in this, but I, I don't know that it's actually a large percentage. I, I really don't. I think you're no. right about that. I don't think they even have a problem with the flag or the national anthem per se. I just feel like that it started, in my opinion, this is my opinion, okay, that, that really they knew that it hit a soft spot and they could get, they could get activism through that way because it really hit a soft spot to people. Right. I don't you know? think that most people even know. Like me. I think that most people are like me. Like, what the fuck? You mad at the national anthem now? Yeah. Well, you're I mad don't about think it was fucking people being in the wrong bathroom and that then they now were, you're mad uh, about this? Like, come on. Mad at the national anthem. I, I think that most of the players who did it just saw it simply as a form of peaceful protest. 
a lot of it took place during uh, also after the. Uh, but what were they the protesting? Police, like the I police like brutality. Kaepernick was the, over I, the Kaepernick police was brutality. Just, right, and I think that's really systemic what got racism. The whole, system, yeah, yeah, the whole you know uh, the whole sixteen nineteen project. Yeah, thing. now now whether I you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah agree now, or disagree with know, it again, that's what they were. That's that's the right. debate for sure. You know, and, I, and it's the, the culture well, war. The debate well, also I mean, came so down like, to you know should they be allowed? It got hijacked from like the lesbian soccer team. They're like, oh, yeah. hold on. Wait well, a minute. We well, protest. Well, no, what there yeah. is, but there also now the are fuck? levels of activism. Getting your activism involved in this, you can get a lot of you can get a lot of news articles written about you. I mean, it can also financially you benefit Cosby you. There's up, a you know there, there's a <laughs> bills out, dude. <laughs> Bill's oh, out, sorry, man. Dude, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah, he is. He is out. He is out, but yep. he spent a little time in the slammer. Yep. <laughs> I'll tell you. Bill Cosby did. I'll guarantee you that's one guy who's dude. never going to get another invite over to someone's house for a drink. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, know, guaranteed. For real. That's like, uh, like uh, O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> He's si- like the new age O.J. We'll like go back to our conversation. People don't know how to handle that. I'm telling you this. My sister lives in <laughs> Vegas and asked for a long time. She's a counselor there. Right. And years back, uh, O.J. Simpson, she didn't know this at the time, but uh, he was he was in more trouble for like some like domestic thing. Something happened in Las Vegas. I think like even like a robbery or something. I don't want to get I don't want to get into because I don't really know. But he got in trouble in Vegas. The same night he got in trouble, she didn't know at the time. She rode in an elevator with O.J. Simpson. The same night wow. he got in trouble. He's like, hey, how you Las doing? Vegas. Can I get a picture? Her and her. Her She's and like, her. What? <laughs> Shouldn't I be asking you that? You know, and she was like, she even told me the next day, hey, you know, I was in, I rode an elevator last night with OJ Simpson. And I was like, dang, she said there was like a few people in there. There was more Dude, people in there. The, la- the latest thing I was that like, I were they wearing masks? I was like, were they wearing masks? She was like, Boone, it's like 2014. Nah. <laughs> Listen to this. We're not in 2020 yet, bro. I was like, oh, shit, I just time hopped right there. The latest no. thing that I read about OJ was that he was terrified to go back to LA, right? Because he thought that he might run into his wife's killer. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Dang it, man. I shit you not. Dang it, man. That's, that's oh, crazy. my God. Now I can't and that's remember. the last no. thing I read about OJ. Now, <laughs> now I can't even remember what we were talking about before this. We were talking about How the Kaepernick. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah the American flag. The whole segment. Yeah. So, 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 but to your point, I, d- I don't think they were actually mad at the flag or the anthem per se. No, I think it was actually just a way that they knew they could get like activism across. Right. You know, and it's worked. Look, it's worked for real. Yeah. But now they've even gotten some states to actually mandate that they have to do that. My problem is mandates, man. Right. If if it's popular enough to just do it, everyone's just going to do it. You know, the, this government mandates are going to get out of control. Well, this is another know, thing they're not talking about. You know? Mandating the national anthem, I. I I don't. I mean, I feel like it. The national, man- yeah, it's already it been a thing. Mandated yeah, itself. It yeah, yeah mandated exactly. Itself. It just became it's kind mandated. of a cultural mandate. You can't start a sporting event without the national anthem. Yeah, you know? but For uh, sure. yeah. uh, the fuck do you, you want to hear? I, th- like, I think they would cross the line oops. if they were to like mandate Bagpipes. that you must stand and put your hand over your heart. That you know something like that. You, you want to hear some hardcore and, you know, fucking build up music? Yeah. That just that that comes from a yeah. uh, like the national anthem. You know. Uh, the perspective. I grew up a Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witnesses. I I grew up. I did not uh, pledge allegiance to the flag. I we we would uh, stand for the national anthem. We wouldn't kneel for it or or keep sitting. We would stand, but we didn't put our hands over our hearts. We didn't recite it or anything like that. 
That's like uh, a totally different like upbringing too, man. Oh yeah. I grew up like Roman Catholic, like. Right. That's crazy, dude. Well, yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses just uh, you know they they don't they basically don't pledge their any sort of allegiance to any sort of earthly government. You know, Jehovah's Witnesses Neither don't do don't serve in the military. They don't serve in any sort of government. Uh, uh, function or anything like that, you know, they uh, they're completely apolitical, basically. There's a lot uh, of rules, dude. All the yeah. religions have so many rules. Yeah, yeah. for real. But uh, but it's anyway, that you know that really gave me a different, a real different perspective when all that uh, drama went down. You know, because a lot of people, I heard a lot of people saying he should be, you know, arrested for for. You know, That's kneeling during the, during the, you know, pledge. And believe me, dude, I've, I have, uh, you know, growing up a witness in public schools especially, I was pulled into the halls by a few substitute teachers. Uh, all my normal teachers knew I was a Jehovah's Witness and didn't give me crap about it, but a couple of substitutes did pull me out into the hall for... They're trying uh, to convert you or for, something. Uh, right? Oh, dude, one of them, man, pulled me out there and just scolded the shit out of me because I didn't uh, put my hand over my heart and recite the Pledge of Allegiance, you know? And so, you know, and I bet that, that you knew, like, by that age, you knew what to say. Whenever somebody said, "You need to be putting your hand on your heart," like, yeah. you're like, religious, you what I, I believe. It's against my religion. That's that's literally the only words that ever had to come out of my mouth. You know, it's against my religion. Yeah, what? That's crazy. You know, yeah. freaking, you Did know? any of them yeah. ever like demand an explanation or anything like that? No, I mean, like I said, it, uh, there was the one who did pull me out into the hall and scold me, and then I just said. It's against my religion, you know. That was basically my because I got my, uh, sent to the hall. You know, a lot. And she it, it, she told me that she thought it was, was really very th- disrespectful. Of this me country or something was really like that, you know. The irony but, in this, yeah. the irony actually in this is this country was actually founded on religious freedom. In right. certain ways, the First Amendment, like that's where America has gone wrong. They stopped giving oh, yeah. people religious freedom. They, it, it's really yeah. I mean. One nation under God is a very powerful statement, and I don't disagree with it at all. I think it's very powerful to have like a a meaning, like something higher than us, you know. I, right. So we can say God, right? I mean, I, I don't have any problem terrorist, with that. Right. Exactly, sure, sure. And there are people who are that's crazy, who are like yeah, exactly, who are atheists right. or whatever, and that's fine too. But I'm saying, you know, it, I I don't see the 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 wrong in that. But when you say that, like. No, this country is this religion really built this country, and it's like no, mm. th- everyone came here for religious freedom, right? You know, and for the freedom to like for to better their, for the Indians their quality who didn't of life. Have a religion that you wiped out. Well, yeah. and they, I mean, they no, did they, have their own way. No, they did yeah. in some ways. No, uh, they did, but yeah. uh, you know, and so I, I guess what I'm saying, I will though, say that like in the in the early days, in the in the colonial days of uh, of American history, when when America was really founded, I mean, uh, it was like ninety nine point nine percent Judeo Christian. You know, it was mostly all just different factions of Christianity. You had your Puritans, the Quakers, the yeah, Anglicans, sure, the, sure. you name mm-hmm. it. You know, uh, and to that point, I will say this: I do believe that uh, under the uh, a system of true liberty, you know. I do think that uh, I do think that a system of liberty would work best under a population that at least loosely stuck to the confines of Judeo-Christian morality, you know. Uh, and, I, and I think that that's what I think that that's what most people mean when they say when they say like that's what this country was founded on, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I will say this: I do believe that someone can be. Uh, non-religious and still 
have morals that would yeah. pretty much loosely have, fit within the Judeo-Christian. If you uh, have people that come confine, over to this country and believe, you know, let's say they believe in, in in liberty, but they don't like, let's say there, you know, there's a large Muslim population, you know, right. and and we start to, you know, if we start to look at other religions like that's the problem with our society is that we've let other religions in. Or that we've right, let no, other ways of thinking in. I, no, no, I, yeah, but it, yeah. but if that does become a theme in our country, right. you know, I, I think that's a wrong path to take. It's been a theme with take. our country. Oh, it's absolutely. I, gonna I, have I, a read class of so uh, if someone wants so if someone wants to kneel because they don't because that flag, it's not that they because they want to kneel. I mean, that's the First Amendment to me. You know, right. that's what they, like no, people have the freedom to be Muslim or to be. You know, you don't right. you don't have people should never be forced to to believe something about. Something way bigger than countries and flags and shit. Like, that's you and God, you know? Right. Like, that's between each individual and their relationship with God yep. and a higher power. And you should never be forced. And I believe in other countries you shouldn't be. It's sad other countries are. Right. You know, but definitely in this country, you know, I think that's a just a fine line in telling people what they have to stand up for and what they have to support. I would always stand for the flag. Right. It makes my... It, I get goosebumps. I feel like you, Here but I'm just back saying that. Neck, I'm telling yeah. you, before every football game, yeah, no. So I, I, I'm, I'm completely game. supportive of it. I don't have a problem with it, but I also will never sit here and say like, I think that if if liberty and freedom is going to move forward, it can't subject people to confines of not fitting in. Right. That liberty doesn't have lines. If you're, not hurting, well said, if, yeah. if you're not hurting, but if you're not if you're not hurting anybody, well, I can't. <laughs> Let me hit that. <laughs> but uh, I I really do believe that though, and and that that you can't really, if someone's not hurting someone else and they're living right. their life. If they're well, living off the, the land, alone. leave them the fuck alone, man. Just let them There's fucking no... do what they're doing. I remember talking to your dad about that one time. Yeah, I came over here and he's like, "Hey, Kevin." It's like one of the first times I ever met your old man, dude. Right. He's like, what's up? Like, we're talking. He's like, hey, if you ever um, smell anything over at your place, don't worry about it. And I said, Joe, <laughs> it's none of my fucking business what's going on over here. And he looked at me and he's like, you're, you're right. It's none of your business over there. I was like, fucking hey, dude. Like, fucking don't worry about what I'm doing in my house, bro. I ain't worried about you. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I'm over here to fucking chop it up and hang out. Yeah, Leave yeah. people alone, yeah, man. For real, for real. Fuck, yep. y'all got me worked up. No, that's the no, big. That's no, the, no, it that's the big philosophical gap in America. I think is that you know is that you have a, a faction of the country who just wants to be left the hell alone, and another faction of the country who uh, just wants you to do what the that CDC says and what Dr. Fauci says. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. To put a sarcastic twist on it. Yeah, yeah. There ain't not one person I've ever met that would do what that bitch says. <laughs> they do what they want because they want to do it. And that's right. the American spirit. No, absolutely. It's still uh, alive. It is still yeah. alive, definitely. It, it, it is still alive. Uh, but. We, uh, we don't fear anything else because all of our fear is given to God. That's it. I ain't got time to fear nothing else. I mean that's how it's like it's honestly it's the same thing it's the same thing with the vaccine because they've said this it's been a a big argument it's like no you're hurting other people it's like I'm I'm not I that's an I'm not hurting other people but (laughs) if you want to say that I am they can get the vaccine you know and they can have other things but even with that argument 
you might be hurting my relationship with something way bigger than you or your government or anything else. You know, right. like my connection with the the universe, God, the, you know, my the, my Holy Spirit. You know, and if you're infringing on that between people, I think you're crossing a major line. Right. You know, and there should never be forced anything like that. You know, nope. and, and this is one thing that well, we're talking about mandates. An interesting one is Ron DeSantis in Florida, because every case is different. You know, it really is, and I don't agree with this either. I wish he didn't have to do this, and I wish he didn't do it, but. The school boards were all going to make mask mandatory for kids. He came in and put a mandate that said you can't make that mandate. So he mandated against the mandate. Well, so I don't now know. we're having uh, mandate wars. Well, yeah. I mean, I see where you're coming from. At the same time, I, I don't have much of a problem with with mandates against mandates. No, I no, mean, no. I agree. You know, no, 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 I mean, no. I don't, I don't disagree. I believe with that you. the proper place of government is to protect our freedoms. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, I agree. Uh, I do agree with that one. The, uh, but you know, I, I think we talked about this on a prior episode. You know, and now you can get into the whole debate of well, what about school sovereignty? You know, what about community sovereignty? Stuff like that. You know, I wish where, he didn't have to where do it. But, does but the I'm glad he did. Come down to that, that. That's a big part of the debate. Where does the sovereignty come down to? Is the, is the state sovereign? Is the community sovereign? Is the school sovereign? How about this? Is the individual sovereign? Yeah. Okay, because that, yeah. that, I believe, is supposed to be the basis of our constitutional republic here in America. It's not that the, it's not that the federal government's sovereign, that the state's sovereign, that the community, none of that. The individual is the true sovereign in this country. Okay? That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And we've just, we've lost that. Yeah, you know, and we yeah. lost that. Yeah, and all we have to do is highlight. And, it and I tell you history. what, it it, it, it started Floyd. long before 2020. Yeah, long yeah. before 2020. No, for sure, this all did. Well, that that that's why the unraveling is so painful and touches so many things. You're like, man, it's everything. Well, for the past hundred, hundred and fifty years, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the industrial revolution, the end of that, the money that came from that, the the Federal Reserve. All the things that were built off of that, the military industrial complex, you know, I mean, dude. Well, and then, wait, like, wait what till about the, the great society? No, 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 what the about great the new society? Deal? Well, I, 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 truly, I truly believe that what we are seeing yeah. now you is the crash it. of the great society. It, it, it is it, the crash this of the is great the society. This is the beginning man. of the fucking digital currency era. It really it's is. Coming, forever. It absolutely is. It's a controlled crash. And it's a controlled crash of basically what we would recognize as the Western world. I mean, you know, I recently read uh, Clash of Civilizations, which is just a, it's just an essay. I, I didn't read it, actually. I listened to the audiobook. It's about an hour and 15 minutes long or so. Those are, I like listening uh, to audiobooks, though, yeah. too. It's good. And, uh, you know, in Clash of Civilizations, he really goes over how after the end of the Cold War, the Cold War was kind of the end of conflicts being between sovereign nations and as we go into this post cold world uh, cold war world he was talking about how the conflicts will now start to arise between cultures necessarily western and eastern culture and he talks big time about you know china coming in and being a player and stuff like that but Dirty well, well, yeah, no. I, this was written in uh, this was written in like 1993 or something like that. This was right after the end of the Cold War. Uh, 
but anyway, I, I don't know exactly where I was going with that, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, you know, conflicts will come down to between cultures, you know, yeah. and, and cultures, because we pretty much all share a common Western culture, you know, I mean, most of the world does at this point, Yeah, you know. Most of the world's from like got daily a, life, right? But, but not exactly. from spirituality. No, from exactly. Like, yeah. Where the where the divide will come down will be philosophical and religious for sure. Yeah, you yeah. Know? No, it's an interesting time we live in. But one thing I can tell you, I think around the world is everybody in the world, whether they'll ever admit it or not, if they had, if they've never had a taste in some countries, like in parts of China maybe or in North Korea, if they've never really had a taste of freedom. Everybody loves a little freedom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people might say like, "Oh, freedom has limits." You better, but everyone has something that they love. That if it was taken away, yeah, they would be like, "Fuck the government." Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't ask. I would. That would be the last thought on my mind. Like, what would the government think? <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the do I have my ID? Dude, I'm walking here in Santa <laughs> Elena Canyon. I wonder if the government will. Yeah. If I could call the government of Rock Falls. You know, it's like, nope, you probably can't. They're not going <laughs> to save you from that. Maybe they'll fly a plane in and, you know, swoop it and block the fucking rock. You know? Right. Damn, I'm out of water. In That's the middle right. of the <laughs> desert. Hey, uh, does anybody <laughs> want to At least I've got my mask. I can't get service. <laughs> I don't have cell service. That's I'm what we should die. do. Well, from the top of Guadalupe Peak, man, I'm going to take like a selfie with a mask. Yeah. <laughs> be like, yeah. And I, uh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm the pro at social distancing, man. Yeah, yeah. I got my like mask on. Don't want to get nobody. COVID-free <laughs> climbers. Yeah. <laughs> Am I wearing my mask right? Yeah. That's the, the caption. Yeah. Am I wearing my mask? Got all the mountains in the back. You know? <laughs> like obvious. Like, oh, you know, that's shit. the social. That's the typical social media thing, right there, right? Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, is there anything I want to end with before we go? I have one thing I'm going to play as we end here, but is there anything oh, yeah. I want to say before we go? I think we've, I think we've I rambled get... enough tonight. All right, yeah, we can ramble. Okay, but listen to this. <laughs> Ready for this, Kevin? You can watch this for the first time, maybe. Here we go. Good night, everybody. That's the wind. That's the wind of time. That's the wind of history. That's the wind blowing through your ancestors' bones, begging you to do the right thing. Sir, can you please state your name for the, the audio record? That Sir. Matt Baker is calling upon from Ocean Beach. blowing through the black people, through the white people, through the Chinese people, through the Mexican-Americans, through the people that built this building with their bare hands to raise up this nation. They are begging you, and they are blowing through your veins, and they should be putting a tingle up the spine of your back, and they should be begging you to do the right thing. You're about to open a pit of hell. You do not get a vaccine passport put on us. You know, as the population who's in control, you know that the people or the politicians, once you get a power, you will never relinquish it. Do you think that the four feet of marble that holds you above high in this chamber will help you from the fate of humanity which you are unleashing <laughs> no it won't your children
children and your children's children will be subjugated. And will be asked, how many vaccines have you had? Have you been a good little Nazi? Hey, you Fauci! Hey, you Fauci! Hey, you Fauci! Hey, you Fauci! There's been a lot of talk about the Nuremberg Code. Well, I brought you a copy. You are all in violation of Section 1. Yes, you, Dr. Wilton. You are in violation of the Nuremberg Code, which is international law. And the, de the definition is... Thank you, sir. Your time has expired. The definition, we shall not be coerced. All of this is coercion. The vaccine passport is coercion. Matt Baker from Ocean City, dude. He'll never take that moment away from you. Like that kid. Like that kid who hit the home run, man. They'll never take that moment away. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.